Hello and welcome. Is your business your mission and your mission your business? If yes, you found your tribe. Whether you feel like it or not, you are avant-garde, going your own way, making your own path, doing it like no one has done before. And the answers to the challenges you're facing aren't in a book. My friend, you are not alone. This is the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Bailey, a mission-minded serial entrepreneur and traveler. My purpose on this earth is to use my authenticity and passion to equip and empower social entrepreneurs to live in their highest calling, feeling freedom, fulfillment, and security, and inspiring others to do the same. Join me for stories, tips, and tricks for taking avant-garde inspired action in your business so that you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. I believe it doesn't have to be hard to be right. Welcome to episode 27 of Avant-Garde Entrepreneur. I am so glad that you're here today with me, my friend. This is a two-part specialist series to debunk some of the myths and answer some questions you may not even know that you have. Two of the biggest mysteries for most business owners involve understanding financials and how to market their business effectively. Both of these pose really unique challenges for social entrepreneurs because of this innate dual focus on people and profit. On the one hand, when it comes to marketing, there's loads of information out there. The question is really what's real, what applies, and what do you need to know as a social entrepreneur? So in episode 25 and 26, you heard from Jacob Froats, an expert on marketing to unlock some of those mysteries. On the other hand, there's virtually zero solid information out there about managing your financials or preparing your business to go on without you. That ends today, my friend. In this episode, we are uncovering some of the myths of the financial side of business, including accounting, bookkeeping, business continuity, and succession planning. Now, some of these are big words, but it's basically about how to track, how to keep track of what you have, how to know what to track, about knowing your business value, having a plan B, and why all these things matter. A little bit of context. In avant-garde entrepreneur foundations, we distinguish between two types of social entrepreneurs, pioneers and peace lovers. Now, this is different than your social entrepreneur style, which you'll find in the quiz. What I'm talking about with pioneers and peacemakers are two fundamentally different ways people come into social enterprise. Pioneers are people who have a great business idea and they see others and how they can help others using this business idea. They often start off on their own. They've got this huge vision and then they acquire team members, usually accidentally. They love, love, love the people that they serve and they have a knack for business and they find a way to blend them both. Peace lovers, on the other hand, tend to have a call on their heart for a certain group of people or a certain part of the world, whether that's in their own village or on another continent. They realize that business is the key to truly helping people they serve lift themselves to a new way of life. And they're led more by a social mission and business is really kind of the means to the end. No one social entrepreneur is all one way or the other. No one is all pioneer or all peacemaker. 
as we all know in social enterprise, it's all about the shades of gray. There is no black and white at all. Yet each person sort of leans or certainly starts out one way more than the other. I have worked with a lot of peace lovers and pioneers. And one thing they all have in common, their mission is in their heart. It is truly a part of them and they think they'll never give it up. Me included. And we pretty much all do this thing. You know, we build it piece by piece and we really get around to adding up the pieces or knowing what the pieces mean in the context of the big picture or finding ways to protect all the pieces and the big picture. It doesn't make us bad. It makes us human. But that is not an excuse for us to be unwise. I have a feeling that today's episode is going to open our eyes and give us new wisdom to approach the financial side of our social enterprise and possibly our personal lives in a whole new way. Today, we're talking to John Guywitz. John is a business broker and senior advisor with Transworld Business Advisors. He helps people buy and sell businesses of all sizes. So if you've ever heard the term M&A guy for mergers and acquisitions, that's what John is. You're probably wondering how I met John. I did tell you in the beginning of the year in episode 24, I talked about 2023 would be the year that I kind of gave you a peek behind the scenes of the people that are really influential in my life and who have helped to make Avant Garde Entrepreneur what it is. So I'm going to share with you about John. So as you know, Avant Garde Entrepreneur is my passion project, my forever vocation. And here I go, my forever vocation thinking I'm going to do this forever. So this is definitely going to be for me to what we learned today. I own other companies that pay for what I create for you. And I met John in my professional life and my other life several years ago. I was amazed at how he was able to, what he was able to do and how he cared for his customers. He always took the long view, which is rare in business. He was working with people way before they needed to sell or way before they were ready to sell, like many years, regardless of whether they had a lot or little. Then after the sale, he stayed in touch with both the buyer and the seller, helping to iron out these little issues that inevitably creep up after the ink is dry. He did not have to do this, but he does. He still does it. Many of his customers feel more like family. And this type of care, this relationship, and this knowledge has led him to be number one in his company in the entire world. Yes, Transworld operates internationally. And after hearing from John, you might want to look up a business advisor in your country. Fun fact about John, some of you already know John Guywitz as Uncle John. He's such a good man, I decided to marry him. So yes, if you are an avant-garde entrepreneur foundations grad, you know of him. If you join the program in the future, you will get to meet him. He's always here behind the scenes, hardwiring on my computer, no matter what hour of the morning it is before our live workshops and calls so we're less likely to lose internet or lose signal on my end. He also answers questions from you. So I'll get a question and I usually bounce the idea off of him or bounce concepts off of him and then get his advice. And then I kind of make the little social enterprise specific tweaks in my mind. And then I respond to you. 
He also gives up time with me when I'm inspired to write or share something with you. He cares about you, each of you, more than you can imagine. And that's part of why he's here today. So, John, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome, Trisha. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. So, John, tell us, how did you start? You know, a lot of people own businesses, but you don't hear people who help others buy and sell businesses every day. Tell us about the journey that led you to become a business broker. So you want to bore all of your listeners, Trisha. <laughs> we can edit out the boring parts. <laughs> okay. So I was a business owner before I um, before I ventured into becoming a, a business advisor. And I, I sold my business and I had investors involved. And um, along the way of growing the business, it was a technology business. I happened to be a, a geek at heart. I was a, an electrical engineer by training. Don't hold that against me, please. <laughs> and um, over the years of owning and, and running the, the company that I started, we acquired other companies. That's how we grew. And when we sold it, that added a lot of value. And I didn't know it at the time, but I was being groomed to, to do this as my passion. So when I sold the business or we sold the business, again, I had investors and partners, I was looking for something to do. I had my next goal. What's my next role in life? And I ended up finding, I actually was looking for a business to buy, working with business brokers to find the right business. And it was put in front of me that, why don't you think about doing this? Because you've got a unique perspective in that you would probably be the only, one of the only business advisors out there that's actually bought and sold his or her own businesses. So I listened to that, prayed about it, and that's exactly what I ended up doing. Now, uh, now going on 15 years. Wow. That's amazing. So obviously you work with countless buyers and sellers. Would you say that they're, you know, as you work with different people, would you say that there are some common mistakes that business owners make? Oh, yes, very much so. Can you talk a little bit about some of those, maybe the top two or top one? 100%. Sorry about that. So becoming a business owner almost always starts with a passion for the business, for what that business does. And I totally understand that. that. That makes a lot of sense. The mistake happens when they're focusing on that business, but they don't understand how you really need to run that business. And when I say that, I mean, you need to understand what the income statement looks like, also known as a profit and loss statement. And you have to understand because you're creating it. And when it first gets created, when the business starts, most business owners don't seek the right kind of advice and help in structuring their books, their financials. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening down the road is it becomes this gigantic snowball and it's almost impossible to unwind it because they started entering things a certain way. They kept entering things a certain way. Well, now you've got a mess on your hands. And without, I would tell you two thirds of the time. I'm dealing with that because the business owner didn't pay attention 
And of course, they may not have even known that, right? They're just doing the best that they can. And they're running their business. It's growing. It's doing phenomenally well. But they're really in trouble and they didn't even really know it. So they're focused on making money, keeping things afloat. And then and some of the other stuff goes by the wayside. Exactly. That, that's yeah. that's very common. But we've all done it, right? We've all become passionate about something. And, and, and you know, you, you focus on the... On the bills and the bill, bells and whistles of something instead of the front, the foundation. It's really wonderful to see a house being built. But if you look at the process before the house was built, the plans, the concrete being poured, the foundation being laid, owning a business is very similar to that. You can be excited about how the house is going to look inside and out. But if that foundation wasn't poured properly or, or created properly, sorry, it sounds cliche but your house will fall. Mm -hmm. So obviously business owners start businesses, not because they're good accountants. If they were, they'd be in a different field. (laughs) They would not be starting a business. So do business owners ever ask for help with their books or not really? It depends. There are exceptions to the rules. But most business owners don't even realize that this is what they should do. Some actually will research and, and learn. Or before it gets too far out of hand in the first couple of years, turn to a professional, an accountant or a, a bookkeeper or a CPA, a certified public accountant, and say, am I doing this right? Or help me before this gets out of hand. A smaller percentage of people do that versus the people that find out Years later, I really should have done that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times as leaders, you know, you have so many people who depend on you and so many people who come to you for the answers and you, you know, you kind of always feel like you have to know the answer. Would you say that understanding financial statements is one of those areas where maybe business owners feel like they should know or they'll just figure it out eventually? Yes, I find people are, and, and it's one of the one of the things that I counsel people on daily is exactly what I'm saying here. There's no need to be embarrassed by this. Your expertise is your business, not the accounting system behind the business. By the way, you very rarely see accounting people, accounting experts own businesses. They're too risk adverse to ever own a business. So that's why they work for somebody else generally or or have a small practice because they, they're not going to venture out to do what true business owners typically end up doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. There's so much risk in business. You definitely have to have a strong, <laughs> strong stomach. So if understanding financial statements is so important and it's something that most business owners typically don't do, if someone is listening and they're either new in social enterprise or they've been in it for a little while and it's kind of not too late, how could they learn about financial statements or like taking care of their books or at least getting some things set up? That's a great question. So most of the time, somebody is preparing a year-end tax return or a year-end statement. Generally, most businesses have to report to some sort of government, right, for tax purposes. So somebody's preparing that. One of the best things that you can ever do, in my opinion, is to turn to that person and simply tell them, 
I want to understand my books better. I want to understand my income statements better. And generally, those professionals are thrilled. That's their passion, by the way. And most of their clients, most of their customers don't do that. Most of them pretend like they already know because they're embarrassed that they don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's that, that's one of the biggest challenges. I think you, you can get over that hump, admit that you can't know everything, you can't be great at everything, and turn to your professional with that the request for, for advice and help. It's not really that complicated. They mm-hmm. will sit with you and walk you through it. That's one way. The other way is, uh, so one of the things that happens a lot, and I, I realize with people from, from all parts of the world listening to this, but at least here in the United States, where we, we have a lot of different words used that mean the same thing. People use the acronym P&L for profit and loss. That's actually a, a Kleenex term. That's a brand. It belongs to QuickBooks, Quicken. Mm-hmm. Or Intuit, the large company that created fantastic software that really changed the world as far as business ownership goes and how you keep your books. Kind of going back to my earlier comment, when that's not set up right to begin with, it does cause a lot of chaos. But they offer courses that aren't, I think some of them are even free. They do it to get you to buy their software, right? They like you to use their software. Some of their courses, I understand, are, are very good for somebody wanting to learn the very the basics because of their approach. So that's another way to do it, be some online research. And of course, then following up with somebody that, that could even teach you. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. You know, I think it's good for the listeners to know, especially when we talk about coming from different countries, though John and I both live in the U.S., we understand what happens in other places. We had um, last week our Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Foundation's founding members. We still meet once a month and or at least or actually twice a month. I leave one and then Steve and Ben from Liberia leads the second meeting. And what we did in January was one of our founding members, David, actually taught a class on financial statements to our group. And it was amazing how much the information is exactly the same. It doesn't matter what country you're from. David is from Uganda. I'm from the U.S. We had people from Malaysia, Nigeria, and everybody's nodding their heads because every, <laughs> everything is everything is the same. Everybody deals with government challenges, red tape, getting things done. Everyone has to report to someone. So it's really encouraging to hear you say that because I know that even if someone, if they feel like they're on a shoestring budget and they, a lot of social entrepreneurs, especially with startups, they just kind of start off under the radar. We start little by little and you don't necessarily have an accounting person or a bookkeeping person when you start. You just kind of start and you realize at the end of the year, oh gosh, I need to. I need to make up some stuff here for my taxes. <laughs> Obviously, you're not making it up, but you need to get it recorded somehow. So it's really encouraging that there are options online where people can do things and learn things. And it doesn't really matter what country you're from. There are some things, regulations that are country specific. But when it comes to actually setting up your financial statements, it seems very, very consistent. Want to know how you can use your natural skills, personality, and talent to create the social enterprise of your dreams? 
Find out how to design a life-giving, sustainable, scalable impact business based on your social entrepreneur style with my What's Your Social Entrepreneur Style quiz. Whether you're dreaming of starting an impact business, already have a social enterprise and it's not as much fun as it used to be, or you have loads of experience and you want to make it better, I created a free 10-question quiz to help you gain more clarity about yourself and how to build or refine your social enterprise, not only to fit your style, but to find others who complement your style. Not only that, but with this newfound knowledge, you'll feel empowered to enhance your process instead of just focus on the results, which, let's face it, can take a while. To discover your social entrepreneur style, go to trishabaileyphd.com and take two minutes to answer 10 really fun questions about yourself and your business. You'll immediately find out whether you're a passionate go-getter, meticulous analyst, supportive mediator, or enthusiastic influencer. Then I'll send goodies and guidance to your inbox specifically curated for your unique style. You'll also get this super fun, this is me graphic that you can share on social that shows your style and your strengths. Talk about free, easy, and non-sleazy self-promo. Again, that's trishabaileyphd.com to find out your social entrepreneur style with my fun, fast, and free quiz. Let me ask you this. So you obviously were a business owner. You had was it 500 employees at one time? Yes. Wow. That's a lot of people to keep up with. So if you were starting a business today, obviously you probably made mistakes just like everybody else whenever you started your first business and then it it grew. If you were starting a business today from scratch, knowing what you know now from your personal experience, as well as working with hundreds of business owners, what would be, let's say you've got a great idea you've tested it, you know, there's a market for it. What would be the first thing that you would do? Well, so if you're starting a business, the first thing you need to think about is what are the funds available to you for starting the business? How are you going to allocate those funds? So it all comes back down to what you were just talking about earlier, Tricia, is the common denominators really are the fact that it's math. It's some form of tender. It's, it's, it's some some type of investment funds that you're going to spend, whether you saved it or somebody else is investing in you. The first thing you want to do is start with, okay, what, what am I going to do with the, how am I going to make this money be as effective as possible? So the next common denominators or set of common denominators are the fact that we all have expenses, right? So the, the money that's flowing out is going to be coming from a pot somewhere. And then we have, hopefully, eventually we have money coming in. So whenever you look at financials, that's really all that is. And so if you, if you break it down to the simplest components, it looks can look a little ominous. It's not. It is how much money is coming in, how much money is going out, and having a good uh, understanding of that. So just start with, before you even collect your first dollar, I would talk to an accounting professional about how are we going to track this? What are we going to call our expenses? There's thousands of different kinds of expenses and how you label them in this, whatever system you're going to use to keep track of your books in the very beginning is where 
your foundation is built on. So, mm. so I would highly recommend talking to a professional to somebody that understands accounting before you even collect your first dollar. Mm. If possible, you know, we're talking to a lot of people probably that have already, that are already, you know, way past that. That's okay. This isn't something that you have to rebuild from the, from day one. It's something that if you start today, a few years from now, or even a couple of years from now, it's going to be a much more valuable to you for many reasons, which I'm sure we're going to talk about during this episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. Such incredible information from business broker and business advisor, John Guywitz. I don't know about you, but to me, it's a lot more fun to get this kind of technical information from a podcast than a book. This is the real stuff that applies to all of us, and there is so much more to come. I'm pushing the pause button on our interview with John, and we'll pick back up in episode 28. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss what he has to share next. Thanks for listening to this episode of Avant-Garde Entrepreneur. I hope you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. If you enjoyed what you heard, share it with a friend. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it here on your podcast player. Questions, comments, or feedback? Connect with me directly at trishabaileyphd.com or on social at trishabaileyphd. Now, you go and get back to making the world a better place. I'll see you back here soon.